And I'm not kidding. I felt like a little possum in a yeah. big grizzly bear's arms. Hey, he was hugging me. He's like, you stuff my daughter. Man. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to rip you apart. I'll you to death, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah. When it comes to life or work, mainly work, there's this thing we like to do and it's called winging it. Yep. I'm sure everyone's familiar with the term winging it, but if you're not, the Google description of it is to do or to try to do something without much practice or preparation, which I feel like that is just us to a T. It's our life. It's our life motto. I feel like we're getting a bit better. I feel like compared to where we were until about three months ago. So we started doing this podcast, we were the most unprepared. Useless. And we, we didn't want to be, like we always tried to be, but we just, I don't know. It just never worked out. And we used to think, you know, if you go, if you just wing it, it'll work out way better. Yeah. More natural. Not the case at all. No. Nah, well, sometimes it works out for us. Like yeah. a lot of times it has worked out. We just scrape by. But there's times when it hasn't. And there's one time where it really <laughs> didn't. And that was the Red Bull Music Motel. Dude. So what it was. Oh my God. So what it was, it was like a live, like streamed music event, which yeah. is like on Facebook for Red Bull. So it was like TK Miser, Baker Boy, G Flip. They were all playing and Linda Ariana was hosting it and we were co-hosts. Yeah. And if you don't know Linda, she's like an amazing... She's gone. Yeah, she's a radio, TV presenter. She's so good at a job. And then there's us. We've never, ever done it. And we were just... <laughs> we just cooked the whole thing. So like, so what happened? We didn't realise how big it was until we got there. They hired out the whole Horton Pavilion. And then the day before, we had to jump on a Zoom and there was like 40 people in the Zoom. And then I was like... And me and you were split up for some reason. Yeah. We were on Zoom separate and then we are messaging each other. I was in going, Sydney already and you were at home. And we're like, holy shit, what are we getting ourselves into here? <laughs> and the next day we rocked up and we had to yeah, co-host this thing. So we had to start the whole show off with like the VIPs where we ran through the yeah. like the set design and like took it like a backstage pass. Yeah. They kind of threw us under the bus a bit. They said just spitball for about five minutes yeah. at the start. And But we had to say this thing on the teleprompter. We had oh. to read off a teleprompter for about a minute Dude. and then we had the spitball. And anyway, the, like the most important thing – was the teleprompter bit. Was the acknowledgement to country. And we're like, that's the only thing we can't fuck up. And then you were reading off the teleprompter and you just fucked that whole bit oh, fuck up you. so bad. And I was just the like. whole thing up. And then I was just so rattled. My whole confidence went down. I was like, holy fuck. Because I started reading it and the lines were gone. And as the lines were gone, I got so in my own head. I missed I miss one <laughs> of the lines. You couldn't keep up with them. going too quick. I missed one of the lines. And I was just like, looked at Falcon. I was like, oh, yeah. And that was, fuck, that was one of the. Live bits too, so it was just it was, we were off to a shocking yeah, start. Yeah, so then the whole day was fucked from then, and then that did, it only got, it worse. got worse, way worse. So then we had to speak for like five minutes. We spoke for about thirty seconds, and then you went off. We had to split up, and you would go off to do your interview, and then I had to go like backstage. So you were talking to someone on set design, and you went to talk for like four minutes, and after about thirty seconds, you <laughs> threw it to me because you had nothing to talk about. I the questions I had in my head for her, I used up in like ten seconds, and they're like. Because we had radio bits in our ear, whatever mm. they're called. And they're like, Jack, you need to keep talking. Keep it going. And I started freaking out. I was like, fuck, I don't know what to ask. And I was like, so you like, you'd be excited to be doing this? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And then the question would finish. And I didn't even listen to what she was saying because I was so in my own head. Yeah. So I'd come back to me and I'd be like, all right, now to Falcon. <laughs> and I remember I was like, so I like, did it in like 30 seconds. And I was walking to my, like to get to my spot to interview this person. Mm. You crossed it to me. I wasn't even there yet. Yeah. And the camera was on me. I'm like. 
I just froze. I was like a deer in the headlights just staring at the camera like, oh, what? And I interviewed her that bad that I think she was asking me questions because I didn't know what to say. I was so in my own head. I was like, I feel like crying. I think I said to her on the live stream that I'm nervous. I go, oh, I'm nervous. How you feel? Like, it was so bad. And then so like, yeah, it was like this big room and it's like 20, 40 crew around you and you interview and, and no one's saying a word, but everyone's watching you. It's like you're in a football stadium yeah. and you know when your head feels massive and you yeah. can't think? And the guys behind the cameras and stuff, they, I feel like they don't, they're watching just going, oh, just hurry up, like do a good job. Yeah, yeah. And whereas you, it's just, they hate you. You're they're like this little TikToker loser. I know, I and know. You know. They're just like these tough guys behind, the, like all like construction guys staring at you. It's just fucking so, scary. So after that day, we kind of, we, the winging it, our winging it motto kind of lessened a bit. Yeah. We, we'll still wing it a bit, but we get more prepared. It fizzled out a bit. I think you need, you know, some okay. people need one fail, failure. We needed a lot. What else have you winged it in life? Um, Oh man, I remember one, this one time that I, is it wung it? Wung it's not a word. No, no, winged it. <laughs> winged it. Winged it? You just want to say wung it, right? No, nah, I don't. There's one time I wung it. I wung it. <laughs> I won it. Uh, there's one time I winged it. I um, I was seeing this girl and uh, so she asked me to go down and spend the weekend in Adelaide with her parents. Yeah. It was like somewhere out the back of Adelaide near the wineries and stuff. I was like, oh, sweet, fuck it, why not? I remember asking you, I was like, oh, do you care if I go away for a few days because, you know, we're bloody business partners now. <laughs> yeah. Ask the wife. Ask the boss. Ask my wife number one before the girlfriend. Yeah, I'll give you an RDO. Go down there, mate. <laughs> I mean, so you're like, yeah, and then I went down with her, flew in, and I didn't know anything about her mum and dad at all. Like, you know, mm. I'm this new guy rocking up. Little She's dweeby. quite a tall chick. Mm. So when they picked us up from the airport, they got out the car and I was like, I remember walking over going, surely that is not the dad. Like, surely. He looks like Dwayne Johnson, doesn't he? <laughs> he, is, he is that fucking big. Like, this guy I'm talking. Like NFL player or something, eh? Hey? Oh, mate. I reckon he's head security for fucking The Rock. <laughs> yeah. He's he's probably 6'5 and just tank. Mm. Like, front roller. Like, yeah, yeah. big dog. Big, And his name's Rick. Big, big Rick. Big Rick. Big dick Rick, I was calling him. <laughs> <laughs> so I was nervous enough as it was. Like, proper. I remember sitting in the car. How was there. the handshake? And they're legends. What yeah. was the handshake like? Yeah, handshake. No, no, we hugged. He hugged oh, me. Oh, hugged you. He oh, really... he's a gentle. Yeah, but it was like, I've got control of you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Like, like squeeze free tight, <laughs> yeah. bit of a bear hug. Dude, I'm in that hug, like I'm sort of tall and I'm not kidding. I felt like a little possum in a yeah. big grizzly bear's arms. Hey, he was hugging me. He's like, you stuff my daughter. Man. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to fucking I'll rip you apart. squeeze you to death, mate. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we were driving back to their place, cut the story short. The next day we went to the Murray River to go wakeboarding and I um, <laughs> we was sitting in the back and stuff and he's got this big boat, like, like they're doing fine. He's got this massive boat going wakeboarding. He's like, hey, Jack, you reversed a trailer before? You be right with this? And I was like... To back the boat down into yeah, the water. to back the boat into the water. So yeah, he, yeah. So just to give you an idea, this boat rent was huge. Luckily, I had not, I had a lot of room, but he didn't like swing it around and have it so it was ready to back in. He just drove it in. I want to see. It was a test. It was a test for sure. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Like I know he did this on purpose. The big bear test. The man test. So he drove. Yeah, drove it in. So anyway, he drove it in sideways, and then the boat ramp was the, completely the other direction. So I had to swing it around big 90 degree turn what, what and anyway i go i've never actually in my life had it owned a trailer or reversed a trailer mm. so i said to him just lied straight up lie should have just been a man and just been like nah i actually have no idea what i'm doing but i didn't want to let go i just wanted him to think i'm i'm good enough yeah, yeah, yeah. to date his daughter yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was like yeah yeah i was like and i was, I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what do you mean like but i was Check like no the keys I was like, yeah sure um and anyway so he gave me the keys and they all sat in the boat, all three of them. So the, the mom, the husband, the, uh, Rick, and then the daughter, mm. 
all sat in the boat and here I am Pressure in this car. fucking, can't remember what car it was, some like big, nice Land Cruiser or something. Sit, yeah, oh dude, dude. Oh, yeah, I can just imagine how, oh, like, yeah. stressed you would have been. Or I, I reckon in that moment I'll just faint and I die. I swear to God, time, like, stopped and I was, oh, I was sweating. Like, I remember... You look in the revision mirror and he's staring straight <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> I did. meet the fuckers. I did. I, stared, I looked in the revision yeah, mirror. Rick was there, like, with a straight back, stern as fuck, <laughs> with his aviator sunnies on, staring at me. I'm not joking. Wait, could, you, could you imagine if you butchered it and you just smashed them into, like, a pillar and, like, fucked it all up? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bad bad so, I, anyway, I've got the car going, and this thing's manual as well. I can drive manual, thank God. Anyway, I'm – and I'm not kidding. I was like, if I stuff this up, this will be the worst experience of my life, hands down. Like, I will not get this guy's respect ever again. No. So, um, start – Turning it, and as I'm as I'm I'm doing little, I'm doing little, I'm doing <laughs> little li- check turns. Yeah. yeah, I was doing little left and right to like quickly. <laughs> Always this thing fucking go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going left, and the thing's going um, right. right. I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, Ronnie. But it seems so easy until you're in that moment oh, of pressure, and it everything just goes complete tunnel vision. Mm. Anyway, I I end up completely nailing it. Like really? nailed it out of the park. It got the back of the thing up straight. They're in the water. He's like, oh, good job, mate. Yeah. Like done. Tick the box. And I was like, I will never tell them or until now that I've never reversed a trailer in my life. A, I was that com- fake confident. It was a joke. Did you have to reverse it to pick the um, boat back up? No, nah, no. Nah, they Thank did God. all that. Yeah. Oh, so it was just fuck. a test. It was, it was just a test testing for sure. <laughs> fuck, that is that good. But yeah, so that wing and it works sometimes. Yeah, it's Oregon's got like a... 70% hit rate. It does. It's fun until it doesn't work and it's the worst experience of your life. It's better odds than not. All right, guys, we are back with the Inspired Unemployed Travel Guidebook. That's that it. Good? You got it right. Inspired I'm, Travel I Tips. I think it is. That's what it is. Inspired Travel Tips. So we had step one was to book two nights accommodation. Step two was to um, pick the bunk. Pick the bunk. Step three was uh, don't take the space cakes in Amsterdam. Yep. Step four now is to not travel to Paris with two dollars in your bank account. Is that it? Is that is it only? Is this is the fourth? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So this is step four. Here, guys, we got my cousin Sophie on the line. She's the reason I pretty much started traveling. When I when I started traveling at 19, she was maybe 23 or 24. She's a few years older than me. And she literally had been traveling since she was 17 or 18. And she had pretty much hasn't stopped. Like she's been traveling for pretty mm-hmm. much a decade. So anyway, we got, we got this one. Don't travel to Europe with $2. I, I reckon that's a pretty good tip. <laughs> I'll take that. Jack. Yeah, so. What's going on? Yeah, so. <laughs> hey, Fouts. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. I'm just going to get a beer, I think. Oh, uh, crack one. Yeah, Should have sent up a couple. I want to know why we mm-hmm. don't travel to Paris, was it, without with $2 in our bank account? Um, well, you know, it was uh, over in Europe doing the whole backpacking uh, with um, no money, couch surfing kind of thing young and stupid and um, was sick of London and I thought, you know, where else can I go? And remember that our cousin Meg was in Paris as an au pair, like a kind of live-in nanny kind of thing. I was like, yeah, that's great. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Paris. So I book a flight to Paris and let her know that I'm coming. And after I booked the flight, I arrive into Paris with two euro, haven't booked anything, of course, and 
catch, jump the train into the city, kind of like it's like 10 p.m. at night, get in and hit up the payphone and trying to like kind of work out what I'm going to do. And anyway, these like it was kind of busy and crowded and this guy came up to me and was like, do you want to, um, you know, like what's happening kind of spoke to me and next minute, you know, I'm out to dinner at like the most fancy restaurant. Wait, wait, wait. Holy so, shit. Wait, so did you have like your full back? Because you know when you tra- – when Yeah, you, you always have the big backpack big on. Big backpack. Like you fully had that on? Yeah, yeah. I had like a pretty fancy one. It was the ones where you can have it as a backpack and a roller. Nice. So I think at the time I had it rolling, which is pretty convenient. You got like your boots hanging off the backpack and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sleeping bag (laughs) kind of hanging out. Anyway, got to talking and, you know, it's kind of like you kind of weighing up your safety kind of thing. I think by that time Taken had come out, so I was kind of well aware of um, <laughs> or, you know, how to protect myself, but I kind of just went along with it. And anyway, yeah, I had, he kind of talked to me. He's like, Oh, kind of explain my situation. Anyway. Yeah. It was at next minute having like a really fancy dinner with my rolling suitcase what? at this restaurant, talking to this French guy. Did you not think anything like French guys, we know they're charming, but did you think anything sus at all? Or were you just like, Oh no, he's just a normal legend. Oh, no, 100% sus. But I was like, I need some food. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you only got two euros. <laughs> you need to eat. Uh, I was just like kind of surviving, you know. And you just, I don't know, you kind of, you, you just do it. Yeah. And, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and then beers and everything. I was just getting, having such a good night. This all free and... Pretty yeah, hard. then it kind of got to the point where we're kind of out in the street and he was like kind of hinting towards going back to his and... It, that's when like huge alarm bells were going off for me and yeah. kind of like he was walking ahead and I just thought like I'm going to do a runner. I'm going to fully get out of here. Are you, are you fast? <laughs> I'm pretty fast, oh, yeah. That's good. Think, that's good. maybe. In Long what, distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, that's all you need, Cinema. endurance. What did, what did he look like? Like because you were, you were this full-blown hippie traveling with a backpack and boots hanging off but what did he look like was he done up with a suit or like yeah he was fancy like he was he was had some money how far ahead of you was he when you did the run-up i'm gonna say like only a couple meters like i kind of took the opportunity when he was like deep in just chatting and i kind of just like it was around a corner and i just started sprinting holy moly that's so awkward but like so did he yell or anything did he yell at you or chase you no nothing he didn't even chase me nothing but i was like in my head i was like nah 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 he's probably just trying to be a really nice person (laughs) probably yeah keep going Um, getting getting invested yeah so yeah then i run i kind of like all right I'm just going to go back to the train station. It's pretty busy train station in Paris. So I spent the whole night in the train station, kind of kept moving, walking around, just like sitting on benches, waiting for the next morning, just trying to like keep safe and up and stuff like that. Cause I knew our cousin Meg was going to meet us, meet me the next day. Eventually, yeah, 10 AM or so Meg meets me and was like straight away, look, I'm going to tell you my situation. I'm a na- living nanny at this house, but I've only been there for two two weeks and I'm like kind of not allowed visitors. She's like, but I don't want to leave you hanging in train stations and you've got no money. Jeez. So she's like, well, what we're going to do is I'm going to hide you in the house and <laughs> I'm going to take you back to the house. He's at work until like five and I don't start my shift until I pick up the kids from school at like 3.30. So we go back to this house that she's living in, being a nanny, and 
kind of tells me that there's like a downstairs and an upstairs part of the house and that she's kind of mostly in the downstairs area, but they've got like a rumpus room kind of downstairs. Dad lives upstairs um, and sets me up in her room and is like, all right, to make this work, we're going to have to like not make a bed. You're going to like put a little mat underneath my single bed. So if someone's coming, I slip the mat, like that single little mat yoga mattress under her bed with her blanket draping over so it looks like there's no one underneath there or no one staying. Dude, what? <laughs> what? And it, oh, how much room are we talking under the bed? Like I couldn't lay on my side and I'm a side oh my God. sleeper. I had to sleep on my back and my nose would touch the slats. Dude, <laughs> how long did you live there for? <laughs> it was only a week. Only, only a week. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so, how? And then she. What time would she leave the house? So she would like start work. I think like she would go upstairs and like get the kids ready for school and all that. And I, it was downstairs, so I could hear all the footsteps and I could hear like all the conversations going on in the house. Like it was everywhere. But I remember, so I kind of did that and it was okay. Like once I left the house, I could kind of like come out and just hung in the room and like would sneak out for like quick toilet breaks when I knew no one was there. But it was just the anxiety of like knowing that I was in this house and the dad and kids didn't know there was another person living in the house. Like weird. Dude, that is um, actually nuts. And did you see them? Did you ever see, did they ever come downstairs and you had to quickly hide under the bed and did you see him? Like did they walk past and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the kids were in the rumpus room. Dude. Like, it was, like, their kind of, like, PlayStation kind of area. Well, no, and, and you were just hiding. What if the, kid, <laughs> what if the kids saw you? That would be so well, scary Meg, for them. Would Meg would you... close her door um, to her room, but there was one day, and the dad came home, like, when he wasn't meant to, and he was downstairs, Dude. and I was, like, freaked out, slipped back onto the bed, and I could see his feet like hovering around like out the door oh. and he was just like walking around oh, yuck. and you know that I sneeze a lot and repetitively <laughs> and I remember just being like I'm gonna sneeze I'm gonna sneeze I'm gonna sneeze and being so paranoid like to be so quiet fucking hell that's heavy what, and then how'd you what was your escape like did they ever find out or what you just spent the whole week there yeah well I just kind of just did that Meg would bring down food for me and everything and Whilst I was under like the bed and kind of hanging out during the day with nothing to do, she would give me her laptop and set me up with like this nannying site and was like, apply for jobs. You might be able to like, this is a good way for you to just stay and keep like living in Europe. And so I just started applying for jobs. And this one lady got back to me and was like, hey, can you meet me at this cafe tomorrow whatever and I was like okay perfect arranged it when in the time period where none of them was home so I could like sneak out um to meet this lady but because I couldn't come out the front door it was all alarm system I had to like go through this back entry climb this like huge grape vine I was in my clothes climbed it and as I was climbing it and I kind of fell down on the back of it and ripped my jeans all the way up from my (laughs) knees to my bum (laughs) Fuck it, I've got to keep going. So, Get to this cafe. <laughs> yeah. Meet this lady. It's like her English was really broken. My French was nothing. We just had this like chat and she basically was like, so yeah, I've got four kids and I'm looking for someone now. And to be a nanny. Minute, yeah, to be a living nanny oh, at their cool. house. It's perfect. Yeah. 
but I was like, yep. I was like, yep, said yes, ripped jeans, everything, walked out, got out of there the next day. And then here I am, just gone through that and then living in this family's house that I have no idea about with four kids. Holy what? shit. Oh. How good is Meg for just like doing that for me? That Fully is... risking everything, feeding me under the bed, like giving me all these like secret bits <laughs> of food. She's a friend you want. <laughs> feeding you under the bed. That's a friend you want. <laughs> Full prisoner, eh? What a legend. Full prisoner. What a legend. Uh, Risked everything. Uh, yeah. Well, that's good. So don't travel to Paris or anywhere pretty much in Europe for, with $2. Unless Two you live in a dog box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be, um, be a little bit more organized than me. Mm. All right. <laughs> thanks, Steve. See you soon. See ya. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. There you go, guys. Don't travel to Europe with $2. That's travel tip number four. It's a good tip. It's a good tip. Very good tip. Pretty. If you've got common knowledge, common sense, sorry, you probably would go to Europe for a yeah. few bucks. Pretty but ballsy. Hey, it's good. Pretty ballsy. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's living on the whim. Doing that stuff, pretty fun. Well, it's like you, you traveled to um, Canada with like no money, didn't you? No, yeah, I had Literally minus two thousand dollars. Well, hey, that's worse. Yeah, yeah, you're way worse than her. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, I, I'm not joking. I ate a six inch for, for like three months. I had to eat a six inch sub at in at the middle of the day because that's all I could afford. Mm. And then I would like break that six inch sub in half. And then I would I would work at the kitchen of a night and get paid twelve dollars an hour. But you wouldn't get the pay fortnightly. So I was I was so poor. I would eat the six inch sub. And then I would wait until like one in the morning when we we're shutting up the kitchen, hoping that there was chicken tenders left over that we didn't cook that night that we could eat. And everyone's like <laughs> vultures. We're in a snow yeah, town. Yeah. They finish. It's like 1 a.m. in the morning, just cleaning up. And they've they got stuff left over. Everyone is in there because we're all snow bums, just fucking going for it. I was like, <laughs> seagulls are out. Yeah. Fights are going down. So I was first in there, like getting the claws in, just burying my <laughs> Like just two, <laughs> that good. Two, chicken, two chicken tenders for me was like gold. Yeah, no, you're full as. Done. Like, so good. It's like a steak. When I was in New Zealand, I had no money. I was working paycheck to paycheck. And we used to do the banking and they used to have like coffee machine there. So you go, go, oh, yeah. go get a coffee. And then I go to um, Subway and I found this hack. You get, pay like $2.50 and they give you like this like um, avocado sub. And you, that's where something yeah, on the menu yes. and they, they just give you these $2.50 and you get this sub. So I was what? eating that all the time. That's sick. Yeah. It's funny what bread can do for you. Yeah, exactly. We've like, even if you don't have that much money, you can still get by somehow. Eh? You, you just can. make it work. And you learn so much. Like that's the, I, I honestly believe that six months of my life when I was so fucking poor, like it's ridiculous, made me ha- be way more respectable with money. Yeah, yeah, you know? fully. Sort of. All right, I want to talk about stage fright. Talk to me. What kind of stage fright? Pooing stage fright. Pooing stage fright. I get proper pooing anxiety around people. And I, I, I can fart happily. I mean, it's not even... No, it is around people. I was going to say it's just around my girlfriend, mm. but it's not. Mm. So I was at my girlfriend's place the other day and she's moved into a new place. Her friend was working in the... It's a, it's a little apartment. Her yep. friend's working in the um in the living room, which is right near the door. And then I, me and my girlfriend are in her room just on our laptops. And her room is literally a meter from the door to the toilet. And for some reason, I just can't drop timber off. No, I, I feel that. I, I'm pretty bad at laying pipe around people that, <laughs> you know, you don't know. If you don't know them well, it's scary. It's, it's You just don't know oh. what's going to come out. And if they have like, you go in, then they might not have like spray. Yeah, it's gets scary. Like, you, you know, when you go to the, the airport, or for me, it's the airport when there's always someone in the airport. There's also that, there's always that guy in there that's just dropping log and he's, and he's just. He's grunting and, and, and he's grunting. Just, 
There's noises coming out everywhere. It's just coming out everywhere. He doesn't give a shit. I'm the guy that's like, I'm laying toilet paper down so it doesn't splash too much. I've never done that. No. Nah. Do you do that? Well, sometimes I, I, I've heard of that. I wipe the um, toilet the toilet bowl down. Not yeah. the toilet bowl, but toilet the toilet bowl. seat. The toilet seat. <laughs> I wipe the toilet seat down. Do you wipe the toilet seat down? Oh, sure. Yeah, in a public place for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I don't, but I've heard of that um, tip where you lay. You should try it sometimes. But that just feels a bit weird for me. Like, just, catches it. Yeah, it's just not so plonky. Fucking sus or something. But what I do is probably sus up. So I've got a few things here. Well, the main one I do is I turn around at the same time and I'll flush the toilet at while, same time. I'm, while I'm shit. Yeah. And then, but that's risky because if you if you don't miss the timing up, then you're screwed. So if you hit yep. it too early and the flusher, it it ends too quick, then you're, you're plonking. After the flush, where people know, oh, he's just tried to cover it. Now he's, I still yeah. know he's shitting. So you got it's wet even balls. Worse. He got wet everything. It's <laughs> just splashed everywhere. Yeah, and then you got the other one where you turn the tap on. That's a common one. Yeah, you haven't See, done I that. I haven't have used you? that. I haven't used that. See, that's a waste of water. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't care what you say. Yeah, no, it is. No, it's yeah, a random so bath. It is, you, yeah. I was daydreaming then. It definitely is a yeah. waste of water. But one I do is even worse. I will turn the shower on. <laughs> See, this doesn't make any sense, but when you walk out, you're not showered. No, so but we... I, that's why I have to time it around me having a shower. Oh. Yeah. And... Well, that works because you can poo and then you can let the, the smell settle and you have a shower yeah. and then you're out and your gun's blazing. Yeah. And, and you sweet. can't hear it. Yeah. And, and or, or another one I've done before is put the um, phone, like pretend I'm listening to like Instagram clips or something, or, like my photos and, <laughs> find, you can. and find a video that goes like two minutes long and just sit it at the door and just let it play loud and I'm just plonking. See, the the only stage threat I get with doing poos, yeah, I guess around girls and whatever, but in nightclubs. Nightclub poos are the scariest yeah. poos you could ever do, ever. Like, I don't care what you say, it is the fucking scariest thing I've ever <laughs> done. Like, when I was in New Zealand, I went to this like bar, I was on like two toilets out of the whole bar and my guts were going skits and I just had to go. And I went in there and I destroyed the fucking thing that bad. And I was that paranoid. I was like sweating, freaking out, like double flushing, triple flushing. <laughs> and then when I walked out, like a full line. And I've yeah, just blown the joint up. And they just have they just have to cop it. And I just have to get out of there. I pretty much have to leave the club yeah. so I didn't get seen. <laughs> and there's no fan. Oh, my God. It's actually <laughs> it's so bad. Praying it's not a girl that's out that door and she's good looking. Oh, that you have mate. To look at. That's the worst that's thing nightmares. that could ever happen in your life is you just drop proper timber off. And you walk out to a to a familiar group face of girls. or a group of girls, you're done. But I, I was speaking to this guy on the weekend, and he, he's saying he works. He's a fucking funny dude. He's saying he works in an office. There's three of them, and they all sit around like the pretty much like back onto the toilet. Like mm. they reckon where they sit is right there. Is the toilet's the only toilet in this office? So he reckons like. He has to wait for him to go on zooms, and he has to walk through the shot, and just apparently the zoom <laughs> thing faces the toilet, and he'll he'll get the sink and put on full ball both things and just sit there. Couldn't just couldn't do it. See, I never really like when at work. I'd never shit in the portaloo, just because the portaloo is a rank. Portaloo is a bit scary, but like it's just like you get like people bang on it, and like yeah. they, you feel like you get get pushed over or work poos are scary. Work poos are in scary. general, like if you're in an office. It's a bit sus. I, I, yeah. Anyway, that's the thing for another story. But I don't. I'm just want to talk about girls and how I've never ever heard a girl poo, and I've never smelt a girl's fart bad. I've never. <laughs> bad. Wow. Has that been? Ba- I felt this feels yeah, weird yeah, talking yeah. about. But I. That's true. What you are they, they're them, doing something that we don't know it's, about. It's true. You don't actually see it that often. They swallow an air freshener or something. But I actually, when I was in, um, when I was in New, no, New Zealand, Europe. I was traveling around. I met this girl and she was Norwegian 
And she was like a music lawyer. Like she was like kind of successful. Like she was not the girl that would think <laughs> to have this story. And anyway, I don't know how we talked, was got onto it. It was like something about, we're talking about embarrassing first dates. Yeah. And she said that she was at, she just had got a boyfriend and she hadn't been seen him for long and she went over to meet the parents and she was a vegetarian and they went out, they were out there yeah, for dinner and they cooked up this like traditional Norwegian dish, which is like rotten fish. Like apparently it's like they're, what? That's their thing. Like spam. Oh, it's just like this, it's actually rotten fish. Anyway, she felt bad, so she ate it. Anyway, her gut started going skits and there was only one toilet in the house and all like the relatives were around. Were around. So she's like, I can't go in there. So she's like told the boyfriend she had a headache and then she had to go for a walk. And he like wanted like, to go. In the middle of the night? Yeah, well, like, it was yeah, late at night, she reckons. <laughs> and he was like, I'll come with you. And she's like, no, 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 I just need to. <laughs> I'd go for a walk by myself. He's thinking she's going to break up with me for sure well, or something. Like, go for a walk <laughs> by myself. I know, honestly. And she reckon she ran out into the um, woods, like into the bushes, and just dropped a bush it. <laughs> just dropped a bushy. And, like, this chick is, like, a successful lawyer. Like, you did not expect Wait, it at what? all. She's pretty as and just – it was the funniest story I've ever and, heard. And what did she wipe it with? I think with leaves. I think she Shut might have got a rash up. on a bum from Shut leaves. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. A lawyer that you've brought home to your parents for the first time. Can you imagine if he oh knew my, that? Could you imagine seeing that? Is that good? Imagine uh, so, so that's a myth then. Girls, they do. Mate, I'm well, sure I mean, they do. Still not proven they smell, but they, they get it done. That's hilarious. So. That's, that's so good. That's, that's, yeah, wow. Oh, well, good on her. <laughs> Jack, you and I, we have pretty big families. Yep. How many cousins do you reckon you have? I think I have 35 maybe. 35? Th- first cousins. Maybe, yeah, probably about 35. What about you, Dom? How many? Uh, I've got 11 in total. 11. And like, so I have a massive family. So Your my, family, you're a bloody inbred. Yeah. So my <laughs> my mum is one of 12 children and my dad's one of nine. That is so mental. So I have like... 60 first cousins. Like, I've got the biggest family. It's where every time, every person in Jerringong, you are related to. Related to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have like, to be careful. There's a few checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going on a date, you're like, are you a fool? Yeah. 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 You, you got that, that they have in Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Check, yeah. check if you're freaking related you to. You do COVID vaccination passport yeah. and you have birth certificate yeah. when you go to Jerringong. Well, I, I get on with all my cousins, you know, at, at family functions and Christmas dinners and that. You know, sometimes they get under my skin, but I've never tried to hurt. Yeah. Or kill any of them. Have you ever tried killing any of them? Uh, nah. Nah? Nah, I wouldn't. Why would I try and kill my cousin? Dom, what about you? Have you ever tried to kill some of your... Well, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. he's, he's tried to assassinate a couple <laughs> of them, mate. There's not even one. Yeah. I just like to be the favourite cousin. But um, yeah, so when, when I was a bit younger, I had this fascination, obsession with army men from when I was, since I was... Since I was born. Because you were like in air cadets. You're, yeah, like you're, yeah. you're a bit of a sus kid, hey? I was an odd kid. You're still, a, still a bit yeah, sus. Still a bit, yeah. <laughs> sus, sus is good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, But um, yeah, but I think my daddy just really got me into like the, the war movies and everything from a young age. I was fascinated with it. So all I wore was camouflage gear. Literally on the clothesline was just camouflage clothes is all I had. <laughs> and my cousin, he's from the country, Charlie, and he used to come down and stay with us. And he's pretty like. Like real bit different, like with the to us cozies, we're pretty soft, but they're a bit like yeah, they're different. They're, they're, they're bred different out yeah, there, they eh? Are. And so he'd come down and he'd always steal my bike, and I'd get the shits, and just <laughs> it just eventually it kind of tipped over to one point this day, and he was riding my bike in my old house. There was a, so he'd like steal the bike off you and yeah, wouldn't let you ride yeah, your own bike, yeah, and he'd be like kind of just laughing at me, and I'd be pissed off chasing him in my camouflage gear. <laughs> so one day I'd had enough, and I 
use my army skills, I went and got a rope from the shed. And there was a big tree in the back of my old house and he was riding laps just around the tree. So in between laps, I went out and I started kind of tying this rope to one of the trees. He couldn't see you because you were on a flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> been, How old were you? Uh, I would have been maybe six. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. young. So I like in my camo, just tying this knot around the tree in the rope. And then I'd kind of got it down through the long grass and like concealed it. Like into the grass. Into the so grass. So couldn't see the yeah, rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rope was across. He's right where he was riding. Like right through the through the grass, and then I was standing at the end, and he was coming around doing a lap, and just before he got to the rope, I pulled it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is well. Wow. That is really That's good. Mike Myers shit. That is actually really good. Yeah, That's dude. smart. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I pulled it, and it just copped him right in the neck, like dude. in the throat, <laughs> and the bike kept moving, but he just went straight <laughs> straight off the back, and of out it. of nowhere. Full <laughs> <laughs> Rambo shit. It was hectic. What? Yeah. And what happened? So and then he got up, and he was like. You know when you're like young, you don't know what happened. You're not sure. <laughs> Give you that stun day. Like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you're not sure whether to cry or what. And he just had this huge rope burn mark like, on his neck. Like it was like borderline bleeding, and, oh, and you can see boy. like the rope like links in it. <laughs> and he just kind of uh, that's all I really remember because I think he ran inside crying, and oh, I got you, roasted. Did you feel? What did you feel? He got his bike I, back. I, he was frothing. Yeah, he worried to be friends. <laughs> Are you worried to be friends with Dom? He's got a bit of a psychotic side. <laughs> he does spritz out real quick. You do have a bit of a so- switch, hey? I'm calm, but I think deep down I've still got that army man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rainbow's still the hanging out. But, but, but then there's another time where you sent someone in like a like gearing shit, which is oh. like the biggest, or was it Wilson Avenue? It was Wilson Avenue, yeah. Which is yeah. like a, so, like such a steep one's street. That? The, the one with the Big Dipper? It, no. Kind of it's just where I used to live on, so off yeah. the Big Dipper in Jeringo. Oh, yeah, it's like right. a super yeah. steep street, and then it goes into like this T intersection where you just like, <laughs> there's nowhere to go, and there's like pretty much a highway. Yeah, you're flying yeah. into a highway. Dude. So what, yeah. Happened, yeah, what so, happened there? Because I remember this. I remember <laughs> was going around town that like Dom tried to kill his cousin. <laughs> like, like he's trying skin, to thin out the bloodline. I think he got skinned alive or something, didn't he? <laughs> Eleven's not the right number for Dom, eh? Eleven cousins? He wants nine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> nice clean nine. But yeah, he was over for Christmas. Same family. Uh, this is the younger one. So I'm slowly working my way through the family. Oh, so the younger brother of yeah, this younger one. Yeah, younger brother of oh Charlie. Oh, my God. Huey. Yeah. And so we were, it was their last day. They were about to go back to Dubbo. And we were going for like one final swim down at the beach. So we're all just in boardies, no shirts, whatever. So we all grabbed, we all had these like bunch of tip bikes down in the garage. And so we all grabbed a, grabbed a bike took off and I knew there was one bike that had no brakes on it and it was the last one <laughs> and he was like the last one down. I was like, oh, Huey, take that. <laughs> like didn't really think. I was like, yeah, you'll be right. So we take off and we're going down the road fanging it and then we kind of like break because we can at the end of the street and there was a car and we like we went and we yelled back out, car coming, Huey, and he was like a fair way behind us. Pulled out, we're just riding down, we see this <laughs> <laughs> what? like full on crash and like people screaming. I was like, oh my God, turned up, turned back up and like Huey's on the ground. Dude. Had no shirt on, so his nipples were fully, <laughs> fully grazed. He's been denippled, yeah. his pepperoni's gone. Dude, I reckon his nipples still stuck in the road <laughs> oh. on Bridges Road. Does he have nipples now? I think it grew back. Wait, yeah. really? Wait, yeah. wait. Did oh you give my. him a bike without brakes? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know? I yeah. knew, yeah. yeah. It's the master plan. Yeah. What the it's the mastermind. I knew, but I knew, but I also thought he'd be right, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so then, oh like, we went the over. The riders <laughs> putting their back, their back foot in there. Yeah. 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 The person in the car was freaking out and it was it was all the scene and he was lying there and his like leg was all bent. So he ended up breaking his femur. Jesus. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, had no nipples and, yeah, and I felt pretty bad about that one. 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no shit. So who's next? My cousins are listening. Yeah, yeah. Did you get grounded? Nah. No they, one. Like, they knew I felt horrible. I was like 16. That's old enough, yeah. dude. What are you going to say? Six? Yeah. Like 16, that's well yeah, and no, truly. Yeah. You're, in the, no high, you're in, the middle of, you're in the end of high school. Dude, no one's safe in the literature family. <laughs> no. no one. Yeah. Hey, right, Dom's cousins, um, go into hiding right now. Get an yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay in the country. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We are back with the warnings of the week, the DMs. Thank you for sending them in to... DM at the inspired unemployed. Dot com. He's getting good. He's I always forget there's an AU on the end, but <laughs> we love <laughs> him. We love him. Keep sending them through. We love the voice memos. We got one now from what's his name? Josh Campbell. Hey there, boys. Just wondering how the name Inspired Unemployed came about, and when was the first time you actually realised that you could actually do this for a living? Also, tried Better Bear the other day, and I absolutely loved it. Great stuff, lads. See you later. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Josh. You're a legend. Well, well, how the name come about is, is when we're, we're traveling overseas and we're in the France. And what happened was, was we, you know, we were in Zero. What was that? Dude, I'm, accents is not a yeah, strong part a of me. Yeah, you mix up, so do I. I don't know what's going when on. I start, yeah, anyway. So how, yeah, let's just go into the story. Yeah. So when the Inspired Enterprise started, we went to Europe. We wanted to do something. We got stuck in an Airbnb. In this Airbnb, it was absolutely shit. The tiles were like covered with water from condensation. We actually snowed in. It it was snowed in. We actually couldn't leave. So we started an Instagram page and we're like, what do we call it? And we're thinking of what we were at the time. We're heaps inspired, but fucking broke as hell. We're on Google generator, like trying to (laughs) put in what, what words that we're feeling. So we're like, Unemployed, we were inspired as hell. And yeah. then it, it just obviously that just, it just worked. It ca- we inspired, unemployed. We put in like all these different words like broke, inspired, <laughs> yeah. unemployed, um, sad, <laughs> all De- these things. And depressed. It came, came back with the inspired, unemployed and went, screw it, let's go over that. Yeah. Back then, we didn't, we literally could not tell you how far we thought this could ever be a career. We didn't no. even think that full stop ever had nothing, wasn't even in our mind that you could do Instagram or whatever we do for a job. Um, but yeah, I guess when we got home and we went past 10,000 followers and we got our first email from a brand or a manager or something, we just were like, well, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. But even then we still didn't think it could become a full-time gig. It wasn't until maybe when we started getting a lot of brand deals and our manager, we had a manager for about a month or two and she was like, you guys could make something out of this. Yeah. That's when we thought, wow, really? And then it just came to a point where we had to quit our jobs and that was super scary. Because we were just like, fuck, we, yeah. we quit. We can't go back now. So we just, I'm pretty sure I, saw, I got rid of my tools on purpose. So I just couldn't go back. Really? Like, I still yeah. got all my tools. <laughs> Come on, I'll mate. be back next week. Have some faith. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. And we're here now. And this is how it ends. Yeah. Um, okay, next one is from, I don't know who this is from. Hey, lads. I have a mate called Harry, nicknamed Baz, who has known this girl for a long time. I'm talking being to semi-formal to formal together until a TikToker, <laughs> quite a big Australian TikToker, might I add, has stolen her heart from my mate Baz. Do you lads have any tips on how Baz can come back from this? Maybe a redemption TikTok? Please share your ideas on the next pod, which will hopefully mean no more single Sunday movies. Thanks, lads. Poor Baz. Well, why do people think we're, we aren't, we just got to love, love gurus. That's we're, what we are. We're Come not, to us. We're not the love gurus. We helped out the old mate from who didn't like Notting Hill. Well, he hasn't got back to us yet, so I don't know if uh, we helped him. Well, he, he didn't call back because he didn't need help anymore. But to be honest, I feel like 
if a girl's leaving you for a TikToker, you're dodging a bullet. A massive bullet. I mean, that's pretty pretty um, weird to say because we are, I guess we TikTokers. are TikTokers, but, but yeah, but that's true then. Yeah, yeah. Dodging bullets. Look, we've asked. TikTokers love two things: themselves and mirrors. Yeah. So they not they might lo- they might love your your girlfriend back. So I think you you're fine. Yeah. So so you, this girl, you you both go in there. You and this TikToker, Baz mm-hmm. and the TikToker, go in to meet the dad. I know she's gonna choose Baz. I know she, he's gonna yeah, choose he. Baz. Oh yeah, they do a handshake. Baz has got that firm, firm. handshake. He's got calluses and shit. Straight into Baz. That TikToker asked to marry his daughter, the dad. There's no, no way he's saying yes. No. Oh Baz over there. So Baz, look, if you if you want to have a bit of a chat more in depth. Please just give us a buzz and we'll um, we'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Next one here is from Lily. Hey, huge fan of you guys. I just wanted to say, why haven't you guys put that song on Spotify? Mm. Fucking banger in capitals. I 100% support this rock star career and I'd pay serious money for the show. Love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Lily, my girl. Knows how to make my some girl. men feel good. We yeah actually we have actually had a really good response to that that song. I need to. Let's go like a. Rebirth. I mean, like, let's let's fucking get that thing going. Yeah, I feel like we were so down and in, in the gutter about it after what after it got no traction. I think they need to listen to the whole song <laughs> before they say <laughs> anything about. It. And we sound like fourteen year olds too. But oh yeah, I, I've, I'm starting to feel what the people are feeling, and we could bring this back. I, I like this live event thing. Yeah. So we gotta start, I don't know. Well, I'm gonna. You know, we're st- I'm still making you a... Exactly, actually. What's going on here? Yeah, well, I'm still making you a, um, a rock star. Don't worry, guys. I haven't forgot about this. It's a slow Ed, process. Ed Sheeran, he, I might have let you down this this week, but I'm telling you, I've been DMing him. He hasn't been responding, but I've got... <laughs> I've got oh. a very good feeling that... I've got. I just got a good feeling. Yeah, when yeah. I feel these things, it's going to happen. And if it's not Ed, I'll get someone just as big, if yeah. not bigger. Mark my words. Next week, they're on. Okay. I'm not joking. Shake my hand right now. All right. He's, shake, he's shaking it. Done. Yeah. All right. You got some in, inspo for us? Or I what? do have some inspo for Go, us. Guys, thanks for staying with us. Thanks for we staying with us. So I got some um, Kanye inspiration. Well, Ooh. he's actually from a couple of weeks ago. He's now officially known as Ye. He's changed his name. Shut. So Yeah, he's changed his name from Kanye just to Ye. So oh, how, how come these people like Kanye? I mean, not trying to judge him, but why do these people get to give inspiration when... Well, like, hey, have a go one, at this, this guy. This one's actually pretty good. All He's right. done some pretty fucking weird things. Hey, but hey, this before that, you know how they call him Kanye? They call him Ye. <laughs> yeah. It's spelt Y-E. It should be Ye. Isn't he Yeezy? Who's Yeezy? Isn't it Kanye? I don't know. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. Someone's going to have to come back to us on that one. <laughs> Kanye. Anyway, the inspiration is, would you believe in what you believe in if you were the only one to believe it? That's pretty good. That's, that's some deep. That's, that's like third dimensional. That's just... Fucking took That's a in my mind. Fucking, yeah, because oh, everyone in. just, you know, even me, like, I, I, you just believe. You, we're sheep. We all go with the crowd. You hear, you read something in a book, you, someone tells you something, and you just take it on, and you're like, that's mine. Yeah. It's not, though, because you Would didn't you think about it. Would you believe in what you believe in if you were the only one to believe it? I don't, actually don't know. I need to look deep inside myself and ask that to myself, because. It's true. I, yeah. You're a little yeezy. You're a little yeezy, baby. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll see you next week. Hating, you know what I'm saying?